0: yeah
1: welcome to views from stadium boulevard i'm harley johnson and i'm hannah harshe and we're back for another week of your favorite michigan sports podcast and this week
0: we are bringing you coverage of the dumbest stupidest dumb annoying stupid football game we've ever watched in our lives we are so embarrassed right now of this team and of all the trash we were talking this past week and how they just proved that we were idiots for ever believing in them. Also, side note, we recorded this yesterday and the audio came out with me sounding like an alien, so we're re-recording it, and this <laughs> anger has just had more time to simmer, so sorry if it's a little
1: bit more intense now. <laughs> really? I feel like mine was, like, I had the, like, therapy, like, yelling session, like, last time, and now I'm like... Not like zen, but I'm like, you know, this stings and it hurts. It really does, and I feel your pain. Let's move we, on. We did and get Until they really make, make fun of us, and then they'll get under my skin, and then I'll start fighting people again. It'll be delightful.
0: Yeah, so fun, so fun. And you're right, we did come away with some wisdom from the last episode, so maybe this episode will feel like we're, like, wise
2: old owl giving you, advice on how to process your feelings. Because it was, therapy. Um, I don't know. Our, our main question that we want to ask right now, because, like I said, we are so embarrassed of how this team looked, how they performed, how they continually do this. This isn't the first time they've embarrassed us this way. But was it the worst loss of the Harbaugh era? Is this the worst we've seen from them?
1: Um, I personally thought so. I mean, granted... The last two games against Ohio State are embarrassing, but like in a different capacity because I never really expected to win and just like losing in that kind of fashion to a rival such as Ohio State is just kind of a different level of embarrassing. But when you come into this game where we're the 25 point favorite, when we were at home and to play a game like that, that was just so ugly to look at, that it kind of made your stomach sick. And now we have to like deal with the fact that this MSU team that is basically like brand new, um, in the sense that like Mel Tucker hasn't been there for that long as a coach, and the program was kind of left in shambles after Mark Antonio. It was already in shambles like during Mark Antonio. But besides the point, it it's just like because Michigan State is so close to us, and there's that level of kind of competition between like who's the best of the state in that kind of regard like this rivalry kind of gets to you in a different sense than the ohio state rivalry more so because the ohio state one is more historic and like bigger stakes but the msu one is kind of that like thorn in your side that we constantly think about um but we try and be like oh we don't let it get to us that bad but like this one it really got to us and honestly like people who That our Michigan State fans can make fun of us all day long about this game. And it's, in my head, it's kind of along the lines of the like, um, Trouble with the Snap game. Like, they'll just bring that up to like make me annoyed and upset. Like, every time I like go on like Twitter and it's like the anniversary of that, I like literally log back off Twitter for the rest of the day. And it's usually just ESPN being like, Remember Trouble with the Snap? I'm like, Why ESPN? Are you a Sparty? Like, what is the point of this? But, for they this one, you know state, state as well, as well. And that is also true. but like I wasn't a Michigan fan during the Appalachian State game, which is another question we kind of posed. Like, was this worse than the Appalachian State game? And I said, in a sense, yes, because of what Michigan State is to us as a program and more of a like historical aspect of it. Like Appalachian State was that like exhibition game that everyone assumed that we would win. But everyone assumed we were supposed to win this game, and this game has more stakes to it because of who we were playing. And they came in, and sure, they didn't look that great either, but we looked worse, and now we have to deal with that for the time being. Like, even if we come back next year and, like, just absolutely, like, mop the floor with them, they can just refer back to this, and it will annoy me. Because that's how bad it was.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. This I is a thousand million, million percent, 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 percent loss, 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 loss of, of the, the worst loss loss of, of the Harvard era. I, you know, I know we, we have embarrassed ourselves like, ourselves like, <laughs> like <laughs> a million times particularly against Ohio State, they've kind of just like mopped over the floor with us before. I think I just used that phrase and that's why it was in my head. But like we we have lost really badly to Ohio State. Like the thing that is kind of what we were getting to last week when we were talking trash, like. Yeah, words we what we should have been. But, but, uh, but um We, we were saying, we like, were saying we like we respect the Ohio, Ohio State rivalry, rivalry and, and, and honestly Michigan has hasn't shown up for their, and their and end of the Ohio State, State rivalry, so, so I don't blame OSU fans, 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 fans if they don't respect, respect this rivalry. But Ohio, Ohio State, State is a historically history, good program and that's why we respect them as a rival and consider them our rival. MSU is not supposed to be at that level. They're supposed to be the ones like historically like we are always supposed to beat them and maybe occasionally on a freaky year they will beat us. This should absolutely not be happening. The fact that we have lost to them multiple times under the Harbaugh era is just inexcusable, and then especially this this year, when um when they literally mel tucker is a first-year coach their team sucked last year horrible and now they're coming in with a first-year head coach who basically had like three or four weeks to practice with them because of covid this team is full of infants and like infants who aren't good at football and like there was they lost to Rutgers. like how much can we say there was no reason for us to lose to them and
0: it like it's just the most inexcusable embarrassing loss i've seen in the harbaugh era because yes other teams have Humiliated us before, and we have played horribly, refused to adjust, just done embarrassing, stupid things out on the field, mostly with regards to our coaching staff and play calling. Um, But it's always been to a respectable team. Last year, when we embarrassed ourselves against Wisconsin, that Wisconsin team was good. We looked way worse than we should have given how good Wisconsin is, but that Wisconsin team was still good. This Michigan State team is not good, and they didn't look good, and yet they still were in control of the game the whole time. In terms of it was worse than App State. I was nine for App State. I don't really remember it in my mind. How App State has gone down in history is like a fluke. Um, I've met one App State fan before, and we like awkwardly talked about it because apparently they still are really happy about it. I guess I don't blame them. Um, but this loss to MSU feels like more than a fluke because. It was in a rivalry game, and the way that we lost was so consistent with how we look in bad games in the Harbaugh era. It was their refusing to adjust, playing stubbornly, not pl- like which is the same thing as refusing to adjust, but being like, no, we're going to play like this Michigan team we are. We're not going to change ev- anything. This team can change to us. And it, like... It was just such a Harbaugh fashion of losing, such a Don Brown fashion of losing, doing stupid, embarrassing stuff, like trying to be cute with a Hassan Haskins and the wildcat moment. It it just felt like a Harbaugh loss, and that's why I think it's worse, because it it encapsulates everything that's wrong with this program, whereas at least in my memory, App State was like, wow, what just happened? And this one is like, oh yeah, I should have seen this coming. This is what Harbaugh teams do. That's very true. Now I can
1: exhale. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, like, why I also um, kind of, like, label it as such because it's, it was at the big house. Like, it was the first game at the big house. Granted, no one was there except for, like, cardboard cutouts, maybe family and the coaching staff on both sides. But that's your home turf. And now that we've had Harbaugh for, with five seasons now, mm-hmm. and... His record at this home is... against MSU and Ohio State is one in six. At one point, are we going to like get over this and be like no longer be satisfied with this? Because these, like I mentioned already, those two programs, Michigan State and Ohio State, they mean something. To Michigan fans, like getting those wins means pretty much everything, and we have a one in six record at home to show for it.
0: And to be completely honest, that's what matters. And you made a really good point before, which was that this Harbaugh program has been consistently good. We've always had a winning record. Mm-hmm. Um, we've typically, typically up until this week, really done well against teams that we were really supposed to do well against. Um. But if you're a Michigan fan, that is not enough and that should not be enough. We expect this program to be elite. We do not expect them to be good. And unless you're just ready to let go of that dream, which I think given Michigan's brand name and history and the power they have with recruiting simply because they have that block M in the big house you should not give up on this dream of Michigan being elite because that is what they should be. Like, there's no reason for a team with the brand name of Michigan not to be one of the best teams in the country every year and not to hang with Ohio State. Um, But we're just settling for not good enough. And here is my analogy that I came up with. (laughs) Um, Jim Harbaugh constantly, every year, there will be at least one or two losses where we're like, fire Harbaugh hop on the fire Harbaugh clear house bandwagon mm-hmm. um each year a four a few more people hop on I think last year against Wisconsin was the first time that I said you know what I think we need to re- re- reevaluate Jim Harbaugh and then something really really good will happen or like they'll look really good and we'll think things are finally clicking like against Notre Dame last year we're like never mind Harbaugh's great things are clicking and then we come back in, we play like a Michigan State game like this week. And now everyone acts like it's their first time getting on the fire Harbaugh bandwagon. Everyone's saying, you know what, I wouldn't say it before, but now I'm finally agreeing we need to fire Harbaugh. And it's like, no, you have said this before, but then you bought into these tactics where it looked like we were clicking and it looked like we were coming together and you forgot that you were ever on that bandwagon. So my analogy is like, it's like a toxic relationship where you're significant other will do these awful things like lose these horrible games that they shouldn't be losing and you say that you're gonna you're done you say you're calling it quits and then they do something really good and you just forget about it and you act like that bad thing never happened that is how this entire Harbaugh era has been we will buy into the hype we will think things are clicking like we thought last week against Minnesota last week when we beat Minnesota that well Everyone was saying, oh my gosh, this Harbaugh team is finally coming together. Nobody was saying, yeah, this Harbaugh team occasionally plays well, they've always occasionally played well, and then they totally blow it the next game. Like, it's just, I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense, but (laughs) (laughs) it keeps going back and forth between just so embarrassingly bad, and then as soon as it's good, we all forget that the bad games happened.
1: No, I definitely think it's adequate to, like, compare it to that, because it's very, like, cyclical, you know? And that's probably why we've extended it out, like his contract out to like 2021 because nothing that the jim harbaugh era has provided for us is like bad i mean i guess if you exclude the like 2017 team where we had five losses but like we still had a winning record and it wasn't as good as like the 2016 team and maybe the 2018 team but at the same time like you already mentioned those results should never be, like, satisfactory enough for Michigan fans, especially if all we ever want to do, I guess, just me just kind of observing from it, because I've only been a Michigan fan for, like, nine years. So, like, we try and, like, reminisce on the glory days, and, like, you were bringing up last time we talked, like, people think, like, if Harbaugh is this prodigal son, that's going to bring us back to elite. But all he really has done is, like, brought us to good and i know in previous episodes we've talked about it too we're just like when um that's my train of thought hold on (laughs) um like okay i have no
0: idea i think this might be where you're going People talk all the time about, like, if if not Harbaugh, then who? Because, obviously, Harbaugh's this former NFL coach, and he should theoretically be doing great things for Michigan. And we really bought into that narrative of, like, he's the Michigan man coming home to save the program. And I honestly think that narrative is a big part of why we're having so much trouble letting go of him, because mm. he was packaged up as this, like, redemption story. But the thing is, Michigan, like I was saying before, has this brand name that really does matter. That's the reason that we are consistently not horrible with recruiting, even when the team was horrible. Because Michigan has the winged helmet, they have the block M, they have the big house. Michigan will consistently be able to get decent recruits. Mm -hmm. Um, They, like, what Harbaugh has done, to be completely honest, is, I don't want to say the bare minimum, because we've seen the bare minimum before. But you should – I don't know. I guess against I guess the Michigan State game, it really did feel like you could pull a random guy off the street and he'd do a better job <laughs> coaching than Harbaugh. But I genuinely think even if you get a guy with maybe not the NFL experience Harbaugh has, the resources that are available for you at Michigan, like you should be able to do a lot with those. And it shouldn't take the most – I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but, like, basically we should be expecting more from this team.
1: Um, I think my brain, like, sparked what I was actually thinking, and it was um, along the lines of, like, we always had, like, a, I guess an excuse. Like, for the last few years, it's always been the, oh, we're rebuilding, we're rebuilding, like, oh, we gotta wait till he get his recruits in, or we're, we're still rebuilding. There's not really the excuse anymore. And I think why it's, like, so difficult for, like, us as fans to, like, kind of, like, reckon with, like, where we stand with Harbaugh is because he hasn't produced that, like, losing season. Like, towards the end of, like, Brady Hope's like, time here, like, obviously things tanked and, like, we looked bad. And, um, but, and so when Harbaugh came in, we all thought we finally solved the problem. And granted, we were still very, very far behind, like, everyone else. Um... Like the Ohio States and the many SEC schools but we thought that he would like put a bow on top of our program wrap it up really nice and make it look better but like you already said we just look good we don't have the bow we just look good and if <laughs> going with his analogy the bow is uh, like his title it's like vines. is the time for us to really just ask like is this what we need if we want to reach what the ultimate goal for all the players is and what the ultimate thing that we all want to see in this program so no longer is it this like rebuilding time and that's probably why also this was embarrassing to lose to Michigan State as such because that's their narrative and we can't have it anymore this is already Mm -hmm. a team that's supposed to have been rebuilt in a sense and we lost to a team that was probably just as good as for like my freshman year team 2014 like I I just have no words anymore and I think what I was talking about last time with you Hannah was just like I want to hold myself more accountable to this and kind of step (laughs) out of this cycle you know and just be like you can't make me swoon anymore, Michigan football. You can't make me do it. I refuse. And I'll just hold these I'll just hold these things over your head until you reevaluate all the things that are like just stifling you as a program. And like recruiting aside, like not that's not the only place where we're behind everyone else. And I know that's probably the more obvious one, but we're, we miss this, like, edge that Michigan State has and that Ohio State always seems to have. They always play with this, like, chip on their shoulder when they're playing us. And we never play with that same kind of aggression and mentality and, oh, I hate you so much that I'm going to figure out how to win every shape in every way possible. And if even if it means just holding on like MSU did on Saturday, like, they always play to win in some respect. And sometimes it doesn't even look like we do that.
0: Yeah, no. It looks like we played a lose. If you're looking at this last game, <laughs> that that clock management at the end, I was talked. I've been talking about that because that's the one moment I can point to where I was like, okay, does Harbaugh have some sort of like, like is he is he secretly on Michigan State's coaching staff? Why is he? Or maybe it's Josh Gaddis. Who knows? But someone is a spy from the other side because I have no explanation for that other than that they were intentionally trying to lose because this whole game. Um, like I said, Michigan State was in control. Michigan State had to lead the entire game, but it was close, right? Like mm-hmm. from an outsider's perspective, from a Michigan fan's perspective, it was kind of like, I know Michigan teams and they turn into whiny little crybabies when they're behind. So there's no way that they're coming back from behind. But from an outsider's perspective, it was always within a score or two. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the game... They were just running the ball repeatedly like they didn't want to get a touchdown. They get this garbage time touchdown with like 30 seconds left. They bring it up to the final score, which is Mm 24-27. And it was like, you guys, like there's no fifth quarter. What do you want me to be happy about here? If you would have played with a little bit more urgency three or four minutes ago, we could have a shot here. But you are throwing this game away. And that's what it bothers me. I'm trying to think before I speak here because I've gone on like three incoherent rants on this episode already. <laughs> but that's what bothers me about these um, teams like under this coaching staff is when they play well, they play well. But when they play poorly, they are so stubborn and they say, we're going to do what we're going to do. Doesn't matter what the score is. Doesn't matter what the other team is doing. We're going to do what we're going to do. And it's so frustrating. But that actually leads me to a question that I wanted to pose, which is, if Michigan had managed to pull away with the win in garbage time, how much would that change how you are feeling about this, the outcome of this game? Because I would like to think that I would still be just as upset if they had won in garbage time but played that awfully against Michigan State. But I don't know. Maybe I would just be so happy to see that W and see that 2-0 and that I wouldn't care that we embarrassed ourselves so much.
1: I like to beg to differ, because we, while we were all watching that, it just made your stomach hurt, and you felt sick, and you're like, what the heck was that? And I think, like, even if you came away with a win, it would have been more of a, like, sigh of, like, relief, and you're like, oh, okay, well, it wasn't by 25, but at least we had the win. And then you kind of just, like, move on, but, like, wouldn't truly be satisfied with it. Like, I feel like you personally just couldn't be satisfied with a win that was just so embarrassing (laughs) i don't know if it would have been like deserved but i'm just like were you ever going to like do this like were you ever gonna like you didn't have a lead the whole game and like you said like if you were watching it from the outside it didn't ever look like michigan was out of it but when you were like physically looking at the game you're like michigan is out of it and i don't think anything would have felt different to me I still would have left. I still would have stopped watching it. <laughs> oh, I yeah, because you stopped watching before they I lost. S- yeah, I, I couldn't look at it. It was just frightening and gross and, like, some form out of, like, a horror movie because it wasn't on <laughs> Halloween. And it's just, like, what is this full moon energy that is going on here? Especially because Michigan State looked
0: bad. That was the biggest punch in the gut. Like, (laughs) Michigan State lost to Rutgers, played pretty much just as badly against us, but they beat us. Like, what does that say about our program? Exactly.
1: That's why there's always, like, a moment where you're like, all right, this is the final straw. Again, back to the cycle that we're in. And usually you feel that feeling, like, at the – end of the season when we lose to Ohio State in the most grotesque fashion as possible we really seem to outdo ourselves like every year um (laughs) but to feel this in week two and going into week three you're just like why am I already feeling like this and I honestly think like even if for some weird miraculous reason we were to come away with the W last week like I'd be like, would we still have the capability to, to beat teams? Like, I know, like, a lot of us were already thinking there's no way we're going to beat Ohio State. And I think a lot of that, us have already come to terms with that. But, like, watching that effort against Michigan State, I really called them to question, like, who else we could beat. And, like.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Go on. <laughs> <Sorry>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is what well, we were also just, like, posing because we. Obviously, ended up losing to Michigan State. It's like, well, if we can't beat MSU, who lost to Rutgers, who can we beat? And is Minnesota actually bad? So then, who can we beat? You know? And, uh, yeah. I just don't feel confident about any of them really, which is very bizarre to say because we obviously have Rutgers and Maryland on the schedule, and usually <laughs> we're like that's a guarantee. But like, with what I saw on Saturday, and with the notoriety of us it just being up and down and i i honestly just don't know it's really hard to like make predictions about this team because you really just don't know what team is going to decide to take the field
0: yeah that's how i feel also the big 10 is so weird right now it makes like literally zero sense maryland beat minnesota uh, well obviously we beat minnesota too maryland lost to northwestern like, nothing nothing makes sense, but I guess this is kind of how college football is every year. That's why you play multiple games and don't just, like, rely on the transitive property. But I'm looking at our schedule. We have Indiana, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Penn State, Maryland, OSU. Obviously, who knows how many of those games will be played. Wisconsin just canceled their game for this week as well. Mm. Um, I don't know how much longer we'll have a season, or even if the season continues to the last game, how many of those games will actually be played. Um, that being said... This game against Michigan State told me nothing about how we're going to play the rest of the season. If we play the way we played against Michigan State, I don't think we can win a single game. We I don't even think we can win the Rutgers game because Rutgers beat Michigan State. However, this Michigan team we've seen consistently over the past several years is so up and down, so hot and cold. The way they play in one game cannot tell you at all how they're going to play in the next game. So Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised when Michigan has a hot streak and looks fantastic and maybe even beats a Wisconsin or a Penn State. Um, I'm not going to say an OSU. That's just out of the question. (laughs) But like that happens. And kind of like what Harley was saying before, hold us accountable because right now we are saying we need to clear house. We're saying Don Brown and Jim Harbaugh have to go this team likes to make us seem crazy for wanting those coaches out and they like to randomly show up in random games and make us think hey maybe things are finally starting to click i would not be surprised if that happens this season and we're like Wow, is this really the same team that embarrassed us against Michigan State? It's finally coming together. No, it's not coming together. It's just a <laughs> fluke. Like never please never ever again buy into the hype when Michigan looks good, but I know I'm going to buy into it. I buy into the hype worse than anyone
1: in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. But um I think maybe just because of like how like long the season is, it's only like 8 games, so I think we have that ability to kind of, like, learn how to be more, like, critical of, like, what we're seeing and, like, what the results are that we're getting, Um, but when just, like, looking at our schedule here, like, I don't really, like, I don't want to be the, like, downer, but I really just don't know if we can win, like, just seeing what we have, I just, I really but what if the team that
0: that showed up against Minnesota shows up for all these games? Does that just mean
1: that everyone else is bad? Like what is that <laughs> mean for the Big I don't 10? know. I like I that's what I'm struggling that, like, to understand. What was just like this game didn't go unnoticed like the Michigan Michigan State game of last week. Like didn't go unnoticed by everyone else in the Big 10. Um and like if you just look at how michigan state performed against like our defense and you just saw like the inability of our offense to like get the ground game going or to give any protection to joe milton so he had time to execute throwing and passing plays like i like how could you not take advantage of all of those things because i don't think i mean maybe in, honestly just in terms of like defense sake like I don't think anything will be adjusted. And like, you can just burn our corners all day. Just have an air raid and just pass constantly if you can get that protection for your quarterback, which you probably can because there was literally like very rarely was there pressure on Rocky Lombardi. And that just, it just terrifies me because any of these teams could exploit that and just, oh. It just feels very doomsday to me and that our true colors were kind of unmasked very early and now people have seen us for who we are and now they can make their own plans of attack and I don't know if we're going to come away with or recover from this, you know?
0: Yeah, I think the point you made about the film that we just gave everyone else is a really good point, but like I i don't know i'm i swear i'm not being optimistic here because i'm like genuinely (laughs) like not happy (laughs) but i think that i just never know what to expect from this team Mm -hmm. and i don't think that how they played i'm trying to be careful here because i don't want to sound like i'm high on this team Mm -hmm. but like i don't think that the way they played against michigan state is necessarily their true colors i think it was them being stupid Mm-hmm. And I think that on a day for where, for whatever reason, they decide that they want to win and that they're willing to do what it takes to win. And I'm talking more about the coaching staff here than I am about the players, but mm-hmm. about the players as well. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I guess, like, in my gut, I don't think Minnesota is that bad. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Minnesota is worse than Rutgers and worse than Michigan State. So that clearly means that we saw two different Michigan teams. Mm-hmm. Like, unless Minnesota is that much worse than michigan state which throws the entire big 10 out of whack because like northwestern beat maryland who beat minutes like it just like it throws <laughs> everything out of whack but like mm-hmm. if minnesota is at least decently good then that means that there are multiple different levels than that that this michigan team can play at and we just better hope that they're playing closer to the level they were playing at against minnesota than the level they were playing at against michigan state
1: Well, I guess then I'll just kind of adjust my statement to the likes of, like, the Penn States and the Ohio States, um, of the world, because I think that they are going to put in, like, a different kind of effort against this team to kind of, like, get us to come back, you know, like, doing, Mm -hmm. like, bringing the flowers and chocolates and, uh, I'm sorry and that kind (laughs) of typical, like, thing that you see, and... So, we'll probably get that back, just the, like, kind of, like, hint of what, of Minnesota's past, but I don't think we should truly be satisfied with it because it was just kind of more of a, like, begrudging thing of the program to do instead of, like, actually, like, being consistent.
0: What happened on Saturday? Like, I just, (laughs) (laughs) I think this is, like, the deepest question we're asking, but it's, like, why do they look so bad? <laughs> <laughs> like, but I don't know. I just keep going back to – I know I've, like, really hammered this point home, so I don't need to say it anymore. But last year against Wisconsin, we were, like, I'm done with this team. There's nothing they can do to impress me. And then they had the best game I've ever seen in my life against Notre Dame, and it's, like, now it's finally coming together. I just don't want to have that happen again where now against Michigan State where, like, there's nothing they can do to win us back. And then somehow – towards the end of the season they have some hot streak and then we're like we want jim harbaugh and don brown and josh gaddis forever i will like i i don't know i'm just <laughs> sick of it i'm so sick of it
1: That's so true. yeah well i guess we'll only truly figure out what the heck is going on by what kind of effort and attempt at a game on saturday However, I don't really feel that optimistic like I did last time against Michigan State because obviously that became misguided optimism. Um, But we're just going to give a very tiny preview of the Indiana game. Um, Obviously, there's a noon start on Saturday. Indiana is ranked number 13 currently. For some miraculous reason, we are... Still ranked, but that's probably just because Hannah mentioned earlier on in the episode that that was because from an outsider perspective that doesn't know Michigan through and through, like us truly here at Houston City and Boulevard, um, it didn't look like the worst of the worst loss that you could possibly be handed. um, But it was, to be clear. But it was, yes, obviously. Um, But Indiana, the Hoosiers, 2-0 for the first time since 1991. They beat Penn State and they beat Rutgers. The records that beat MSU, that beat us. Um, this game is going to be held on the road. We know how Michigan performs on the road, which is two and seven. Um, feel very opposite of last week. Um, it feels very doomsday to me, so to speak. Um, mostly because we were talking about this last time. when We were talking with each other, like we have this like streak over indiana we haven't lost to them i believe it's 24 games we haven't lost to them since 1988 and it always seems to like linger in the balance like whether or not indiana is going to snap this streak or not and which is probably why the indiana game always gets our heart racing um that and it's always the game that is before the ohio state game and they always give us a run for our money but i it, i don't want to say it but I think you might know how I feel about this.
0: (laughs) I consistently hate watching this game. It's one of my least favorite Big Ten games so bad so bad and i think part of it is cuz it is usually labeled as a trap game and this year i don't think it's a trap game i think <laughs> it's like genuinely they're a better team than us um i like i, I just kind of want to get it over with mm-hmm. also that streak stresses me out like i right? know it doesn't really matter but like every single year the commentators every every single play they're like well michigan hasn't lost to indiana since whenever it's like shut
1: up like i also like
0: i think there's a big chunk in there where we didn't play indiana
1: um yeah they're they're like like different yeah there's some years in there that we haven't played them which is why it's only like a 24 game streak i think
0: yeah i don't know i like i'm not looking forward to this game even if we do win we never like run away with it against Mm -hmm. indiana it always comes down even when the score isn't close it always feels close like there's just nothing to look forward to (laughs) um indiana is ranked 13 too which like it isn't usually the case so i guess maybe that makes it better because it won't be as embarrassing when we lose to them that's kind of a horrible attitude to have
1: like this is just probably the edge that indiana like is gonna thrive on like they're hot right now like 2-0 and since like before both of us were born and like already have penn state under their belt and we all know like penn state is one of the like runners of the big 10 east and like And then just throwing in this, like, I haven't overcome Michigan in, like, 24 games. Like, they're just posed to strike. And we're just, I guess, posed to be like, hey, guys, we're not actually this embarrassing. You can be proud of us again. And I'm like, I don't think that is the same weight as what Indiana is going to come in to their home stadium on Saturday with, so. Yeah, I mean. It's going to be a bumpy ride on Saturday. I
0: hope Michigan comes (laughs) in with a chip on their shoulder, but, like, it's Indiana. Like, I don't know if they'll – They won't be able to embrace that, like, underdog mentality, like, against Indiana. I Mm -hmm. wish they could, but – Even I, like, it's hard for me to get into that mindset of, like, yeah, we're going to, like, prove ourselves and show the world what we've got against Indiana. Like, (laughs) it's just, like, not how, like, I don't know. There better be some good speeches in that locker room because this would be a hard game for me to get pumped for.
1: Honestly, I'm kind of dreading it. But I guess we'll see all of you guys on like twitter and stuff on saturday <laughs> we'll see how much uh game coverage i can actually stomach this time around i made it into the second quarter last saturday so hopefully i can make it past that <laughs> you didn't miss much <laughs> i yeah i really don't think i did well <laughs> 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 yeah um i don't think got much else got anything Um. Uh, go blue all right see you on saturday and go blue yeah